With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And welcome, everyone, to the unnamed Tuesday Night Hockey Show from Full Press Coverage and Full Press Hockey. Mike Straw here, as always, with Chris Wassel. Chris, we had to take last week off. We had some technical difficulties before going on the air on my end, but we're here and we're ready to talk some hockey. How are you doing on this lovely Tuesday as we get towards the end of the offseason? Wait, wait, it's it, the off season's over already. What, what do you mean the off season's over already? I feel like it just started. Oh wait, no, no, it really is just about over. Personally, I like it. I, you know, you know what? This would this would actually be really solid if it was like this every year. <laughs> it would, because it's like you get you get the best of both worlds. It's only a couple months and change, and it's not nearly as long, and things are a little bit more condensed. You're you're not having like that two months of dog days where there's literally nothing going on where you're just sitting there. It's like uh, you, you have poor Nick Alberger go make a trade, make something, make anything. Um, you, you don't less days of that are better. Exactly. And we, we have some fun stuff to talk about because we're now we're getting into the good stuff. So next week we were going to do our trade machine, but the software was being really, really bad and taking like 10, 15 minutes to load every time I wanted to load an instance of something. So that kind of kiboshed that one. And I don't trust EA Sports' simulation engine to make the right decisions. So that killed that. But because the offseason is about to end and training camps are going to begin, tonight we are talking all about training camp storylines and what we're interested in as we get ready to see teams Hit the ice together for the first time since uh, the Stanley Cup final when Tampa Bay decided to go and win it all again. 
<sighs> the bubble warriors as, as we're going to call them forever now whatever they at least they're fun to watch to me that that's all i care about it's if it's a boring team it wins it i i get more annoyed than if i'm enjoying the team and i like players because there's players i mean Braden point i absolutely love watching play so it makes it more enjoyable to me especially as a fan of terrible teams exactly like i mean that, look like that hat right there oh, I, I i hear you it's rough i mean look there's a lot of storylines going going in, into camp this year now on the bright side, there was actually a signing today that happened that was, I wouldn't call it significant, but it's, it's significant if you're a St. Louis Blues fan, at least. And, of course, that would be uh, Tyler Bozak signing one year at the league minimum, Mike, plus incentives. Yeah, that, I, before we get into the, the, the storylines, I'm kind of surprised, but at the same time, he comes in, he's a solid fourth liner at this point in his career. And it gives the Blues depth of somebody who knows the system and has been there under Baruby. So it, it makes sense to me. I loved Bozak when he was with Toronto. Didn't want to see him leave, understand why he left and why he had to leave. But the Blues, I mean, they're just filling out this roster. But we all know with St. Louis, you know what? And we'll jump right into the, to the storylines because St. Louis is one of them for me. What is going to go on with that organization? <clears throat> And Tarasenko, and if he's going to be there come opening night in October, because right now we don't know. Everybody's concerned about his shoulder, which rightfully so. He's had that problem. But I I feel like it's even – if people thought it's been silent and no movement on the Jack Eichel front, the Tarasenko front is just as, if not more silent than anything. So will he show up is the number one question to me. Does he actually show up in camp? No one knows. I mean, the, the likely answer is no. Um, you know, he probably should just be held out at this point for an inevitable trade. But it's it, look, the bridge is burned. There's 100%. no question. I mean, it's done. I mean, so it's just a, it's just a question of when 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 they can trade him. But right now, I mean, there just doesn't seem to be any freaking urgency whatsoever with this. I feel like that's across the entire league. There's nothing. Yeah, yeah it's, there. it's like it's like we're all sitting there with um, you know, it's five o'clock somewhere and we're drinking we're having drinks at Margaritaville. Right? Wasting away again. <laughs> I, I, I don't know I, if there's look, a woman I mean, to blame, but you know. Almost feel uh no, no. There's no, a shoulder to blame. We're not yeah, there's a there's there's a GM to blame. Um, there's GM to blame. There's a shoulder to blame. There's mm -hmm. like I still think uh, uh, a Tarasenko deal to the the Voracek Tarasenko deal that I I wanted to see happen when we were talking earlier in the summer. Yeah, would have been fantastic. Obviously, Voracek is in Columbus now. And that Cam Atkinson deal, which is still a weird trade to me, um, but yeah, Tarasenko. Like at this point, screw it. Blues and Sabres do it again. Just give me movement. Give me something fun to talk about. We want to talk crazy. There we go. Yeah, we want to Send Tarasenko off to Buffalo and send Eichel down to St. Louis where he pairs up with Ryan O'Reilly where all those rumors were that they didn't get along that were complete and utter bullshit. Um, they, they, they were perfectly fine behind the scenes. There was no other yeah, than I like mean, two, two competitors who wanted to win getting mad at each other every now and then. That happens. Yeah, that's um, normal everyday uh, hockey life. Yes, but yeah, forget it. Give me, give me all that. Let me let's have some fun there. But I, I just don't know what's going on with this Blues team. You have that leeway with Baruby. Uh, I don't think he's under any pressure. He got this organization their first Stanley Cup three years ago. Uh, a lot of people still don't count the bubble, even though it's still legitimate. They they just keep kind of ignore it, and it was such a blur. I kind of just forget about it too last year with Tampa, but this is still a team that, I mean, they're going to live and die by how Bennington, Bennington does, but he, they, they have to figure something out with, because at, at this point, who are you lining up as your top line other than Ryan O'Reilly um, come opening night? Yeah. I mean, do you, do you plug Robert Thomas up there somewhere? Do you, I mean, you're going to have to, I, 
it, it's it's rough. I mean, Jordan Cairo has to get some consideration just because of how he played in the tail end of last year. Uh, but so again, Bucinevic is probably going to get a shot. At a top oh, he's got to get. He's got to like, be his you first got, line right wing. Yeah, you I have mean, O'Reilly at yeah, right now. I mean, you're you're looking at O'Reilly, Shen, and Bucinevic as your top line. Yep. Um, will it succeed as a top line? I don't know. I don't know. Obviously, we don't know. The Buchnevic-O'Reilly combo, I think, could work well. I've never been high on Braden Shen. Um, and he's 30 years old. I mean, he's just... I, he's I total just hit or miss. Yes. I just don't see him, though, as a top-line guy at all. You have Brandon Saad in there. He's not going to be a top-line guy. No, he's uh, a second or third line. He's a middle per, six player at this point. Yeah. Peron is not going to be that top line guy. You are really looking. You have to. You. you who are you going to? Yeah. Are, are you going to give Thomas a shot? Um. Are you going to give Barbashev a shot? Like, who yeah. are you going to give that opportunity to? Are you going to give Cairo a shot? Who Who's going to be on that line with Buchnevich and O'Reilly? Because to yeah, me, that's it, that's the biggest question going in. Because we all know it's not going to be Tarasenko. It, it's really weird because if you if you look at last year and how how things worked out. How crazy is this? You, you figure age 32 year and Perron goes and gets 58 points last year. Can he, can he, can he stay healthy and do that again? That's, that's the question. I mean, the reality says he might be able to pull it off for one, one more year, but th that's, that's hinging on a lot, Mike. I mean, this isn't like, this isn't like some automatic thing here. Oh, not at all. I mean, look, and Perron piled up a lot of shots last year. Well, by his standards, let's put it that way. I mean, if you, if you go through the, the the comic relief that was last year's bubble, just just think about this for a second. Two years ago, in, in before before bubble, now he missed a significant chunk of the season. He missed about a third of the season, so he actually wound up playing the same amount of games and had about a twenty twenty season on less than just less than two shots a game same yep. amount of time last year obviously scored right around 20 goals again excellent shooting percentage you know and the big difference was he had 151 shots on goal he had two and three quarter shots a game that's a career high for him same amount of ice time he actually shot the puck more and shot i would argue more accurately than he ever has, even though he only had a shooting percentage of 12.1%. It's weird how it works sometimes with numbers, but based on his scoring chances and the quality scoring chances he generated, are you going to see that again this year? And you may it's, see it, another There's of that. no way. There's not one person I think would, there's not one person maybe other than himself that would put money down on that. Yeah. Do I, think I don't he, even know if he would. Do, do I think he gets 70 points this year? Absolutely not. He's just not going to. He's not going to stay healthy enough, no. for one. And for two, the production at some point is going to dry up with this top line because you have nothing really else to fall back on that's concrete. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if Perron can give you 30 points, you're going to be happy at, at a middle six spot, which is where he probably should fit. I mean, he's got one more year left at what? I think four mil, yeah, right? A very, reasonable, very reasonable contract. I mean, 100%. Like, shoot, I mean... You know, you think about 58 points in 56 games last last year. How how much of that gets knocked down is all dependent on where he st where he starts. Does does he have that prominent spot on the power play again? If he doesn't, then obviously your production is all is all bets off. It's weird too because, in a demented sense, Mike, he's found a way to do this later in his career at a time where it's like, huh. I mean, think about it yeah. for a second. His first, his first full year in St. Louis, he had just forty-six points. There's, there's no doubt in my mind that that going to Vegas rejuvenated. Like, yeah, you ever? There, there's always that one time for certain players yeah. where they go to one team or they and they, it just clicks, and then it just like sparks something in their head where then they're off to the races the rest of their career. And yeah. Perron was always a nice player before Vegas. But he was always that what if, what if, what if. He goes to Vegas and you finally hit that what if. And he's at least been consistent in what we've seen, the type of player he is.
And he's always been a very nice player to have on your team. I think every team in the league would love to have David Perron on their roster. There's not one team that if offered David Perron would go, no. Hmm. I don't, I, I personally, I, and it's nice to, um, it's been nice to see, but again, will he stay healthy? Who knows? I, I, I just, I want to know what happens with the start of training camp with this. And we're not even going to bother talking about Jack Eichel because we already know he's not going to be there. Right. Uh, which would be awful for him to show up uh, because we know what's going on. So let's move from one uh, conundrum to another. And this one's even more. We, we dedicated a whole episode to them. <laughs> the only team we dedicated a whole episode. Holy crap. It keeps going too. What is going to happen with the Chicago Blackhawks when they open training camp next week. And wow. I mean, you have, let's put it this way here. Here are the few things that come to my head right off the bat. Number one, how's Jonathan Tays look? Number two, what is that log jam at defense going to be like? Number three, Mark Andre Fleury. Who's on second? What's on third? I don't know. Who's on or who's on second? What first? What's on second? I don't know. Who's on third? That's kind of how it feels with that defense. And then younger players like will a Alex Nylander finally do something? Finally show up? But they also have a decision to make. They have no cap space. Their roster size is too big. They have a lot to do. Like this is if you are crazy. a video game player. This is the organization you want to take over to do whatever you to like try and fix. Oh, this do is you ever. <laughs> wow. I mean, this is like it's like looking at a mad scientist and going, <laughs> I don't even think Frankenstein, Dr. Frankenstein, could fit make this monster work. I don't think so, but he could damn well try. <laughs> Maybe. But you 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 have players, obviously, you got Kane and Taze, they're not going anywhere. Maybe Taze. I mean, the, the, I don't want to say this, but I will say this. The best thing to happen for Chicago is Taze has to go on long-term IR again. That's what, yeah. there's no doubt they're kind of, I don't want to say they're hoping they have to put him on long-term IR, but they're kind of hoping financially they have to put him on long-term IR. That is like the be-all end-all. Then you don't got to worry. Then you're like, all right, good. We can go in the season with what we got. We're happy. If they can't, then it's just throw everything in the air and let the chips fall where they may. Because again, yeah. we, we, who's who's Brett Connolly's there? Oh, uh, there. Tyler Johnson. No one's going to take Tyler Johnson. Uh, DeBrincat is your is the one. If you're going to try and get cap relief, everybody's going to go after Kirby Dotch. Is is likely at this point with the way this roster shape pegged for the AHL. Unfortunately, um, I just don't. <laughs> Even uh, Kurashev, I, I just I want to see these young players get on this roster, but how? Everybody does. How how are they going to get them on this roster? Like, Can't. It's yeah. just too much. Ryan, of a what do you like? Ryan Carpenter, he's on that one million dollar deal. He's probably. I don't think he's a, a body. Maybe a fourth liner, but uh, Hagel, he has that three year deal. Um, but a, a, a affordable one point five. The Dylan Strom thing. He's one guy that I could see the odd man out um, in order to fit a, a, a Dodge or a Kershev on the roster. But other than that, there's there's no one. Again, you are hoping because you're not going to pay Tyler Johnson $5 million and not have him in your lineup. Right. They're not going to go what the Sabres did with Jeff Skinner last year and just sit a paid player because the coach don't like him. Um. Defense, yes, like so, they are like they're 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 a bunch of players. So here's <laughs> here's, here's something interesting that, in, in all of this, and Mike, this this kind of semi alludes to what you were talking about earlier. Um, yeah, what if they put him on? The LTIR while the remnants of that off the ice issue plays itself out. Is it 
is this all because of that off the ice issue, which may be, may be the real, real, real sort of elephant in the room type of question that eventually gets asked, but won't yet. Because uh, that, for the first time, that was brought up today on TSN, and I was sh I, I I shocked it even saw the light of day on any network, period. Because I, you know, it's like it was Especially something at TSN. It was something always speculated, and it was something that was always there, but you, you nobody dared mention it. It was like, no, no, we can't do that. And suddenly today, it was briefly mentioned. It was glossed over, but nonetheless, it was, it was, it was put out there that what if the real reason Jonathan Taze is not in this lineup is because of something that happened off the ice? Um, then, then you're in a whole different can of worms. That's then, that, that's my biggest that's my biggest fear to be honest because then then you're you're just getting into something that there's no stone unturned and it gets to a level of ugly that the National Hockey League has never ever seen. I mean, at this point, it's it's already bowling shoe ugly. Yes, but the NHL doesn't want to. I'm going to go off on a little tangent here. The NHL doesn't want to do anything about it. Um, right. They they like they consider you know gambling a lot bigger of a problem apparently having a gambling problem or whatever, um, than than everything that's been alleged and yeah rumored I mean, and it, it like obviously and it should bother anybody for some of the stuff that if that's been reported that we've read that we've seen that we've heard it should bother everyone that that's a thing, and if it doesn't like what the hell's wrong with you? But man. It's weird because I don't wish any success for the Blackhawks on the ice personally because I don't any organization legitimate or not any organization that buries anything or has something reported to them allegedly and it's just brushed off immediately just you're you're your worst kind of worst and this is something that I it's gonna leave a black eye to me. I have a, I have a, a, a feeling something's gonna happen month or so into the season, and it's gonna black eye this entire season. Uh, and you I just may very well be right. I mean, and you think the NHL would want to get to the bottom of that before, even with, especially with a shortened off season? You think they'd expedite everything, and and they're not because it's the NHL. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They have their they're, they're they're backwards, man. They're they're like the 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 government like that still has it like it's illegal to you know offend a horse type of thing. It's true. And, or throw what was it? Once I think Kansas, it's illegal to throw out a half-eaten cheeseburger. Like these are the types of rules the NHL would yep. actually care about more than more than what's actually going on. And I mean, yeah. I mean, shit, the, NH the NHL I mean, went so far as to hire back a guy who was convicted of gambling and running a gambling operation. Mind you, he is TN one of TNT's analysts, by the way, with Wayne Gretzky. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, and I'm not against, like, the gambling stuff, to right. be perfectly honest, I don't care about. Like, Me neither. Gambling is gambling. As long as you're not found to purposely be throwing games, whatever. If I find out that a player's betting on his own games, but he's betting on his team to win, good. He Motivation, should. Motivation, so. damn it. I want to hear that my entire team is betting on them to win because I want him to I want him to win. <laughs> like, come on. Um, but it, mm -hmm. I just have a feeling a black guy is, is about to a storm's about to hit and, and it's gonna hit hard. And when it does. That's all people are going to be talking about. And if I'm any reporter covering the Blackhawks and I'm in that locker room or not that the locker room, especially for players who weren't there then, but I'm talking to management at a, a, a camp opening press conference. And I, this is one of the reasons why I'm so happy I'm not in locker rooms anymore because I hate when they don't pester. I don't, I'm the type of person I don't stop until I get the answer to the question I, I, I'm trying to ask. And that would be the, those would be the questions I'm asking 20, 24 seven. Yeah. I don't care if I get thrown out. I will, I, these are questions that need to be answered. People need to be held accountable. Things need to happen. And again, right now, it's just not, 
Blackhawks in the NHL are, are in a terrible, terrible position right now. They're in a no-win position, and they put themselves there, especially the NHL. The NHL could have put the hammer down, came out, said, like, they're not even – nothing. No investigation. Nada. Nothing. Nada. All you had to do was come out and say, we are actively investigating this. Nada. I, I really want to drop, like, every swear word I have in the book because this is something that really just – it it boils me, man. Um. And I'm just not a, I just don't like it, but we're going to move on because I don't want to sit here. We can talk more about that when we preview the Western conference in a couple weeks, but the next storyline, what is obviously seeing all these new faces and new place, old faces and new places. What is the one face? And you can't say Dougie Hamilton or anybody with the devils, because I know you, what is the one non devils new acquisition that you're excited to see get on the ice with their team for the first time yeah this is good this is gonna be weird to say even even say but i i am kind of interested to see what happens with the flyers i really am There, there there there's a lot to this and look chuck fletcher shook shook this team up a lot in the off season and got rid of the greatest defenseman ever they got they got Rasmus, man. Oh God! Oh, don't get me started on this. Just attack his left. If if you're any team in in the Metropolitan Division, just attack his left side all day, all night, and on Sunday, because it's not going it's not going to end well. Uh, if if you're Philly, and that starts to happen. But all, all all joking aside, obviously obviously there's that there's the whole there's the whole Carter Hart thing, which doesn't count because he's being reborn. Yeah, according to Philadelphia. Um, but it's not even that, Mike. I think it's the Ryan Ellis acquisition in Philadelphia. That that's what that's what interests me. What yeah. happens there? Because look, Ryan Ellis in Nashville, Ellis had a pretty good power play numbers, and for some weird reason, okay, it's John freaking Hines. He can't operate special teams to save his life. Just a, Ellis got hurt and he abandoned Ellis on the power play. And some somehow this all worked out and they made the playoffs, but that was because of some goalie that was performing at a Hashik like level. Um, but in Philly, I'm interested to see what 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 Ellis is able to do. Is he yeah. is he that is he that Matt Niskin in peace that magically makes Philly like they were two years ago all over again? And is that what they really needed all along? Despite what some people say that they need a lot more than that. I mean, there's, there's several parts of that. You know, obviously there's the Cam Atkinson um, trade. There, I think that might be the, most that might be that, that under might the be radar bigger. deal. Yeah, that might be the bigger one. Just be just if Atkinson could shoot anywhere close to ten percent, he's a thirty goal scorer. Yeah, it's I that honestly, simple. and I think he can. I, I I think that 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 acquisition Atkinson. I think because he played in Columbus, people slept. Obviously, that's what happens in a lot of these smaller smaller markets. People sleep on on really good players, and Cam Atkinson is one of those players where. I see him being a major, that being a major coup for, for Philadelphia. I mean, you put him on the top. I think he could be your top line. He's a top line winger, mm-hmm. and he. I, I I don't see thirty goals as an unrealistic expectation for him this year. He's yeah, going to come in motivated, and and this is a team that's going to rely on him and go. No, we we wanted you. Like get in here and produce, and I think he, I think he'll be up to the challenge for it. I'm, I'm if super he, excited to see him. Yeah, if you, if you look into it, I mean, at, at one, at one juncture, I mean, this is, this is a guy who once scored 35 and 41 goals. Yeah, and, and I think and he can was do it again. shooting and was easily shooting at around 12 percent. The last two years, 8.8. Everything, yeah. everything was down the last two years. 
uh, for as no, but much I mean, as- at eight point eight percent in in that offense in Philly, depending on what's going to happen, I could still see it. Even if he repeats and he's around an eight to nine percent, I still expect twenty five goals. goals. Exactly, exactly. Because so I, just, yeah, I mean, you 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 do the sim- you do the simple math. If he's averaging over three shots a game, eighty two game season. Wait, wait, we're going to play an eighty two game season this year. Okay, great. Um, you figure he's going to get at least 250 shots on net. Yeah, that's that's definitely um, hmm. that that's ter- there's your 25 to 30 goals. I mean that like like that with ease. Exactly. And that power play is going to be rejuvenated. You figure uh, almost by default. Um, you have to think there's going to be more movement. You're going to see more. You're going to see more of a presence from the blue line. Guys that actually know how to hit the net from the blue line on the power play, which is something Philly was definitely missing last year. And you're going to see an overall special teams bump in in, in general for the Flyers that that should have an effect. One one player I'm really interested to see how he does is Nick Foligno with Boston, hmm. because that deal that Toronto trades a first round pick for Nick Foligno, obviously, and it just didn't it didn't work out. He didn't look to me. He never looked like he fit. He never looked comfortable playing under in that system. He never meshed with anybody. It, it just didn't work. End of the story. Right. Boston. What are they going to expect from him? Because obviously we know um, David Krejci's not there anymore. And what is going to happen? With, like, are they going to? I wouldn't expect him to come in and fill that role, but. What is go? What is Boston going to realistically want or demand from a a Nick Foligno going in who will play tough, who will play hard, but he's not going to produce. I just don't see him producing it any way that some fans may have gotten accustomed to. And it, I mean, it's only a three point eight million dollar deal. It's a two year deal, but he is thirty three at the end of the day. Yeah. I I, I want to see what they have. Excuse me. What they have in store for him is he going to be a fourth liner in Boston? He, he's obviously not a top liner. There's, I doubt they put him on the second. They might throw him in here and there, but right, you're looking at a bottom six forward at best right now. After for a guy who was a captain in Columbus for so many years and really was the heart and soul of that organization. You think about how how much his offense has kind of ebbed and flowed through the years. It's been more about everything else uh, than his offense. I mean, you know, he had obviously he had the immensely ridiculously successful year in 2014. Um, You know, 30, 30, you know, 30 plus goals, 40 plus assists. Um, Yeah, that's never happening again in a month of Sundays. But even even then, he had, you know, he had a couple decent seasons following that. And, you know, you knew you knew the writing was on the wall a little bit, um, especially with his role. Toronto basically being that of a middle six guy who could kill penalties, and that may be what he winds up doing in Boston. They're they're going to have to use him that way. It's about the only way he's going to be effective. Agreed. Uh, at, at this point, and you know that's the reality. Boston Boston's still going to have to look for a David Krejci like player. That, that that that's the reality. When but the only way they're getting them is trade, but no one's trading. Obviously, they're going to have to wait. They're going to have to buy their time and hope that Charlie Coyle can be a stopgap. Yeah, and Coyle is a guy. I mean, he's there. It's weird to call a guy who's got a, a no movement clause uh, at twenty nine years old and five more years on his deal a stopgap. But yeah. Like he's not going to be the because of what he's at, they're going to put him on the second line, but he's not going to be a second line player. Like, you know, their first line is past, uh, Pasternak, and Bergeron, and then you got yeah. their second line of Hall, Coyle, and DeBrusque is probably my guess. Um, yeah, Felino, they might try I don't, sh- they're, they're still probably trying to trade him. They're, they're on a quest, yeah, but at, at this point, maybe because, yeah, and, and DeBrusque, I feel like. He's it's weird because he's got that three five or three six million dollar cap hit. He's got, but he is a pending RFA. Mm-hmm. So I 
feel like that alone would be a nice uh that's a nice chip to dangle for a team. It's like, no, you're gonna have his rights. Like, you don't have to worry. Right. I mean, you gotta worry always about an offer sheet, but it's not like this is Carolina and Montreal going back and forth here. It but yeah, the DeBrus thing, but I think maybe they put him on the second line to, you know, showcase. You know, that whole myth. Showcase and see what uh, happens here. See what you got. But we're gonna move on to the last last topic of the day. We're gonna we're gonna make this this it's the last one before the season really gets going. So we're gonna have fun on this last one. Goaltending the goaltending roulette. Uh, what goaltender on a new uh, team this year are you excited or expecting to stand out and have a chance? I'm gonna start because we're going to stick with Boston because I really want to see what Linus Allmark does with a solid team in front of him for the first time. Cause if he can put up the damn numbers that he did in Buffalo and now he has a better team in front of him, I really want to see what he does with, with like literally you're the starter. You have a decent, you, you have a playoff team in front of you go lead us there. I'm super excited to see, even though I hate the Bruins, I'm super excited to see how he, how he pans out there and obviously there's Mark Andre Fleury but again I don't I only feel he went to Chicago solely because he knows he was told maybe he'd be promise of a trade uh down the line that I still stick by there's a promise of a trade if things go off the rails because I, I wouldn't want my it. family around that um, I don't doubt it but yeah Lena Salmark is my my goaltender I've really think has that chance to to shine and on that type of contract oh boston might got the might have gotten the steal of the decade and the decade just started yeah that's 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 what i'm interested to see how this turns out um yeah obviously you hear some stories oh you know you might have a shorter leash and you no 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 that's not happening i mean he's going to be just fine and that 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 defense is very solid in front of him. Uh, there may be a little bit of an adjustment period at first. If you see some unusually weird numbers from him, don't worry about it too much uh, straight away. Um, it's just it's just the old adage of a player getting used to a, a team actually playing defense in front of him. I mean, that's that that's the reality of, of this too. It's like, well, what's going to happen with some of these guys? Um, here, here's mine, and I, I got a few, but one of them is definitely you. UC Saros was not a fluke at all. There's now, a lot of people who think he was. I, I know. I believe me. I, I, I hear the, I hear the whispers every day, every single day. I, I'm not going to lie. I rode him to fantasy glory in more leagues than I could count. Even plucked him off waivers in, in a league or two. If he can, if he can play the way he can, in the way the way that I saw, particularly in the last thirty games, and you find a way to injure Matt Duchesne, I know this is wrong and unethical. I understand that. This Nashville team might actually be just fine. I, it's yeah. it's it's weird. Nashville did everything wrong last year. And yet, somehow made the playoffs. When you, I mean, just, when you got the talent, you got the talent, man. Just, 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 just from a standpoint of just looking at this from a, a completely sideline view, they should not have even come close to making the playoffs last year. No, at all. And their no. goaltender legitimately stole about ten or eleven games last season alone. Oh, without a doubt. And that's just what it, I mean, it happened in the past with Rene. We we've all seen it, but everybody Crazy thought everybody thought it wasn't going to be Nashville making the playoffs. It was going to be Dallas. Like everybody. There's not one person during that that run to the to the to the playoffs after the trade deadline that thought Dallas wasn't going to be the team that that made it. Dallas and, Dallas just ran out of real estate. They, yeah, they just they got gassed. They just didn't yeah. have anything left. And yeah, you go Carolina, obviously Nashville, and they made it. They they made it a series against against Carolina, a, a series they had no business being a part of. But Carolina yeah. was a disappointment too. 
Now, that's another team with goaltending. Yeah, I mean, we have we have a couple tie-ins here. We have Carolina, obviously, who somehow thought it was a good idea to play hardball with their goal young goaltender and let him go. Walk and, away. And, and 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 they didn't just let him go. He went to the one place where everybody's just like, what does he have on every team possible? When anybody like Stevie Y is just a, a GM like voodoo doctor at this point. I mean, and we're and we're not even joking, folks, with this because I mean, if you saw him, if you saw Nedeljkovic going to Detroit, no, no one did, just didn't. And as a result, now Carolina obviously blinked, panicked, whatever you want to call it. Freddie Anderson. I mean, it's not terrible, but there's still better goaltending position than the Sabers. Yes, but I mean, most teams aren't it better. Me and you could start a team tomorrow, just ice us two, and we'll be in a better goaltending position than the Sabers with an empty net. It's true. So, but yeah, I, I the Carolina thing. I don't know what they're doing in that. And then, and then, obviously, if the, if that wasn't enough. They sign Anthony Ranta. Now, I mean, look, you have two goal, you have two goalies in their early thirties that have shown signs of aging. One can't stay healthy. One has had the most bizarre series of events that could ever befall a goaltender. And this is a guy that had a scorpion infestation in his house. I mean, and Anderson's not much better. You have to wonder how 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 much is left in the tires with with him even at this point. And can he can he play 50, 55 games? He's going to have to play fifty five plus games. There's a legitimate scenario where he. And I don't think he, I don't think he does. And I don't, yeah, I can't I can't see this because, you know, when we started we started looking into this with uh, the guys from uh, NHL Fantasy. And instantly, this came up. I mean, look, Anderson only played 24 games last year, starting in 23. Year before, he only played 52. The years before that in his prime, yes, I understand. Played 66, 66, and 60. But, Mike, that one year in Toronto where they literally had zero defense, this is a guy that faced 35 shots per 60 on a regular basis. Yeah, and he's it it, it it takes a lot out of people. And my camera froze again, but it takes a lot out of people. And I mean, there's there's always that one year where you sit there and look at a at a goalie's career and go, oh God, that 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 broke him. Yeah, and there, and I, and there I, is without a doubt in my mind that that was the year that broke him because he is really. I mean, other than the early part of that following that following season, Mike, he has not been the same. No, and I don't think he will be. And, and I mean, there was a lot of talk of the Sabers being interested in him. Um, I think people would rather have what they have and see what UPL does with them with him. Um, but yeah, I'm just not. I'm not sold, obviously, on what's going to happen in Carolina. That is the one team that has the chance to be the biggest fallers going from a team that everybody's like, Oh, look at they're on the rise. You're they're, You're looking at future Stanley cup contention for years to a team that this year, I think they're fighting to fail to, to make the playoffs. Yeah. Like, I, I, there's no other way to put it. I don't like keep Rod Brindamore probably should not have re-signed to stay coach there. If, if, he, if he turns old- this into a contender, and they're still fighting for the division this year, then Rob Brindamore is my coach of the year immediately. I have to nominate him for sainthood. I won't go there. If you're in Carolina, you might if he pulls that off, you're nominating him for sainthood. Yeah. And you already know, I mean, Carolina doesn't have a second or first round pick uh because of the deal with uh Dvorak. I believe that Oof. was uh that sent Dvorak to Montreal. Uh, they don't have their first round pick because the first round pick that was given to Montreal for the offer sheet 
And that's another thing. Oops. We have, we have a, yeah. Next week's going to be fun when we talk about the Eastern Conference. All right. Last team goaltending, Seattle. Mm-hmm. Philip Grubauer, Chris Dreiger. What, who, is this going to be a pure 50 50 split? We think they both, they both could take the reins in, in this. I mean, it's going to be a clear case of go with the hot mitt without a doubt. I got, I, I got to think that that's. With, with with their coaching staff, it absolutely has to be uh, whoever has the hot hand. And look, defense and defense and goaltending wise, they're going to be pretty good. I yeah, mean, they just get, we're just wondering what they're going to do for offense. I, I don't know. That, that's the, that's the mystery. You know, can can they can they find can they find enough offense somewhere? Yeah, my thing with Seattle, like people might be worried or fans of Seattle, like, oh, we're not going to have the success Vegas. The Vegas success is such an anomaly. If any expansion team ever thinks they're going to have that, then then I want whatever they're having. Because that is such an anomaly. It is one of the greatest sports stories ever. I don't care what people say about, like, the NHL rigged the expansion draft. No, they picked the right damn players because they could still pick the wrong players in the expansion draft. Like that's Absolutely. Look at, look at some of the players that Seattle wind up taking. Exactly. And there were a lot of... St- talented players that seattle could have taken and didn't so i don't want to hear this like it was rigged like no vegas just they did everything as perfect i'm gonna say perfectly because they made it to the damn final like as perfect as perfect can be from expansion standpoint seattle's a team uh, on the back end like that's the thing with dreiger and grubauer i don't see them facing more than 24 shots 26 to six shots a game because if, if that like there's going to be a team that's going to be tough to to get quite especially maybe some outside shots but as long as they stay disciplined and and don't take too many penalties goaltending is not going to face a lot of uh action they're, they're going to be hard to come by this is going to be the one team in the current nhl where we're going to see i think a lot of two to one games type of the type of things play out it's and it's and it's very po- possible you do because just because of how they're set up uh oh oh by the way, they're probably in one of the easier divisions you could ask for. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing with the offense, too. You might get a, a, a fake kind of inflation because of it. Yeah, I mean, you have some bad teams defensively in that division. Yeah, the you Pacific have the is Al- kind of a cupcake defense. Yeah, Anaheim still doesn't have a defense. Anaheim doesn't have a thing. They have Zagros. They don't have a thing. Which is always insane to me when it comes to the Jack Eichel stuff. How Anaheim's always like the one in it. I'm like, Speaking no. Speaking of goalies, just because. Oh, I feel so bad for Gibson, man. I feel so you know, bad for you him. You know, you know the trade that has been like literally just been sitting there for a year and a half. What? John Gibson to Pittsburgh. Let's not, because I don't want Pittsburgh to have anything. They've had enough. <laughs> I think every hockey fan that's not a Pittsburgh fan would agree they've had enough. I mean, look the the good the good the the good the good thing about this potential, or I should say, hey, rephrase this: the one potential thing that may keep that from happening is the fact that Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin are not starting the season. Yeah, yeah, that that's maybe that's going to be interesting start. But Pittsburgh's still good enough to where even if they get into a hole, they they, they come back and they just go on a win twenty out of twenty three games, and boom, they're right back in division contention. Yeah, I know. That's just that's just Pittsburgh, man. They, like, they have that. They have that way. They long did it as, last year, as long as Crosby and Malkin are Crosby and Malkin, it's just hard. Like they've been in the league so long. But it's still hard for me to see them as mid thirties. It's really hard for me to see Sidney Crosby. He's been in the league sixteen it's damn crazy, years. Crazy, right? He's thirty four years old. It's hard for me to see it, and then I just feel old. Yeah, I mean, it's just weird because I mean, basically, you all right? Yeah, for for those, just to put it in perspective, you had the lockout, obviously, and then Crosby comes in. He's been there every year since. Yeah. So let, let that let that sink in. So from the time I moved to California, came back, then there, came back, came. So six so literally 16 years. He still looks like a little kid who can't grow a goddamn mustache. You want to hear something that'll make Sabres fans listening really depressed? 
Oh no! Oh, the you last, do it. The, the last time the Sabers won a playoff series, Crosby was in his second season. You're right. Second. Holy crap! Two. <laughs> he was a twenty Holy year old. Crap. He was a twenty year old kid. Oh my God. <laughs> he couldn't even drink in the United Pittsburgh. How oh, crazy is that? It's you, so you bad. Know, I mean, look, you keep Ovechkin was only in his second year too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all right. Here's the thing: you keep forgetting. You don't realize that it's like that. Really, was the last year Buffalo won a playoff, and then you go back and you go, "My God, it really is." I mean, it's 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 like Toronto with their futility. I mean, holy crap! It's like it's been that long. Yes. There, there, there's your reality. Yeah. <sighs> but there is a lot. Like, obviously, we got through a few things. We got through four mix of five different training camp things we're interested in when training camps start to open and prospect challenges kick off this weekend. But next week, Woo-hoo. it is full-on preview time. We will preview the Eastern Conference and we will give our playoff predictions for the Eastern Conference of the eight teams that are going to make it. Two weeks from now, it's the Western Conference. Then we are in full hockey season mode. We are four weeks from tonight is opening night in the NHL. That is fantastic. It makes me so happy. Opening night, we will be here live. It is going to be a fun time. Have some big plans. We'll finally have a name for this damn show. Yeah. On opening night. And it's I, probably going to be the worst I, name ever, but I, we're going to have I, I one. Will, I will not be able to play the horse with no name. <laughs> when we can. We <laughs> might play team. it when we load into the show uh, on opening night. We might but have to at this point. For Chris Wassel, I'm Mike Straw. You can find us at Full Press NHL on Twitter. You can find us at fullpresshockey.com. Tune in every Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Until next time, we are out. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.